there was right after the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, and that certainly would be an indicator, right? It seems to be timing worth noting. When you talk about things like motive, this all matters. State of mind, timing. Ever watch a trial? They'll ask all kinds of questions about this. Why did you do the thing you did? And in Waukesha, we had a mass murder, a mass casualty attack. It was an attack. And they're already in real time, Soviet style, trying to rewrite the history of it in such a way that you think very differently about it. You may not even know that this is happening. Here you go, the New York Times, one of the worst Marxist, uh, commie, apologist garbage heaps you could find anywhere in America. They're awful and dishonest in their reporting on a regular basis, and they would have gone out of business were it not for a uh, foreign billionaire injecting them with cash. But anyway, everything went black. The children caught in a Christmas parade tragedy is the headline. A child died on Tuesday, and scores of other children were injured when an SUV barreled through the parade on Sunday in Waukesha, Wisconsin. When an SUV barreled through the parade? Was anyone driving that SUV? Was there any intention behind the zigzagging the SUV engaged in to crush and murder and maim more people? Can you ima imagine if there was a mass shooting anywhere in this country of, and I, I believe in, entirely in this case, the, all the victims were uh, I believe they're white. They're, that may not be the case. I think all of them were, though. Uh, but I, I may be wrong to that. I've been checking that. But imagine, just for the purposes of our, of our discussion, that all of the victims were minorities, right? And that there was a white shooter. And the story headline was, a gun started going off and hitting people in a tragedy. People would rightly think that was horrific and lose their minds about the dishonesty. How different is that from what the New York Times is doing right here? An SUV barreled through. Barreled through why? Who? For what purpose? Caught in a Christmas parade tragedy? No, my friend. They were caught in a mass murder by a man, a black man who had said repeatedly on social media he wanted to hurt and take down and attack white people. Now, that, that is, these are the facts as we have them currently. Those are the facts as laid out by his social media posts, by the police, by what we have. And we've had nothing about motive. Is it possible for there to be a hate crime or a domestic terror attack against white people? As a matter of law, the answer is yes. But politically, is that something that Democrats accept? I will tell you, if you speak to leftists, as I do frequently, if you speak to a leftist and say, is anti-white racism even possible in America? They will tell you no. No. In fact, there are some on the left who are, I'm, talk, I'm talking about intellect, so-called intellectuals and people of public note, who will tell you that in fact any racism that doesn't even involve white individuals, or it doesn't involve whiteness, white supremacy or any of that, so let's say anti-Asian racism from a member of the black community, let's just say, or the Latino community, or whatever. It all comes in. White supremacy is the cause of all the oppression that intersectionality deals with. It's dizzying, it's incoherent, doesn't even make sense. That is the belief of the left. They'll tell you there's no such thing as anti-white racism or an anti-white terror attack. 
reverse racism is the actual term. That is quite clearly possible. And if you look at this, I know they want us to forget about what the likely motive is here, but all the indicators are, the analysis would be, this was a hate crime attack by an individual who maybe he snapped or whatever. There are many factors we could talk about, but he was angry. Was he angry specifically in response to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict? That we don't know yet. It is plausible. I think we'll find out, and we'll find out in time. We're not going to find out right away because they don't want you to. Why? They want you to forget about Waukesha. I say no. I say we get the answers. We get to the truth. All right, team, we're going to be getting into the latest on the Omicron variant. Does it mean more travel restrictions? Do we even have travel restrictions here in the U.S.? Will there be lockdowns coming in places around the world and maybe here at home? We'll address all of that with Alex Berenson, author of Pandemia, in just a few. Now, that was a uh, newscaster that I like to listen to because uh, he pretty much says what I think a lot of the times. Especially with that last little uh, tidbit about it's funny when something like that occurs, you know, this massacre where children were, you know, mortally injured. Some died. You know, uh, even a even a report that you know one of the kids hit at one point. You know that uh, it is believed that the same individual, same driver. It's still you know, a weird coincidence that this child uh, just lost you know it, its father, her father, to a vehicle manslaughter and the individual was never pursued, never caught yet the same SUV matches the description of what's to happen to her father all of a sudden happened to both her and her mother and that report had maybe a 10 second splash and that was it. You know, he raises a very good point. Why is it if an accident occurs? A pure, simple, plain accident. I mean, you know, one vehicle smacks another accidentally. You know, accidents happen. You know, uh, doesn't someone gets up from a seat, doesn't see someone actually bumps them with their chair or what have you? That if it is someone of the true minority in this country, to be honest, that is not of a darker persuasion and is not of the oriental persuasion, because as of late, it something happens to someone of Japanese descent. Korean descent, Chinese descent, you know, that it, they get the same type of headlines now. The whole, uh, you know, 
a person uh, maliciously threw their chair at an individual in a restaurant. When all the person did was stand up and say the person who stood up was someone of not these other two types I've mentioned. Now, now, reverse it. If someone of Asian descent or even European descent does something like stand up in a restaurant and their chair actually bumps somebody or actually spills the drink, that's exactly what you can hear. A white man or a man believed to be of Japanese descent violently attacked a black man or a Chaldean or you know, some other non or non-Asian non-white race violently attacked him with their chair because send it into him and caused injury. When all the guy did was stand up. Why is this? And yes, I do say that the new minority is white because all you gotta do is look around and tell. It's, it, yet there's all of these things that's going on. You know, when you look at the news and you listen to what some of these people have to say, you, know, you have people in leadership positions, you know, and you know that are of African American descent. You know, they're they're fellow American. You know, like I said, I everyone says this says we well, need to see this. You need to see. They're telling us that we need to see skin color. When if you're of my generation, we weren't taught to see skin color. We were taught to see an individual. We were taught to see a human being. We were taught to see a person. So if it hurts your feelings, I said to say, I don't see your skin color, bugger off. Go pout and do your whole, oh man, keep me down whines to yourself. I don't want to hear it. Because every single one of you individuals that do this kind of thing, every one of you individuals that sit there and claim that, you know, Oh, I can't get this. I can't get that because the man's keeping me down. Oh, Bobby, I got a paper cut. My boo-boo hurts. Look at your own history. All you're doing is proving your ignorance, yet somehow these whiny, crybaby few have raised such a ruckus by doing acts like driving an SUV through a crowd that you have these other individuals that are able to use you to gain a political career because they're saying, oh, if you're not of African descent, you must apologize for the indiscretions against the blah, blah, blahs and the blah, blahs and the blue blues and the beep beeps and the whoop whoops. Really? Well, let, me run, let, me, let me run something down for y'all, all right? Just real quick. In the winter? Yes. In the winter, I am as white as white can be. Because part of my heritage, I'm Irish. It shows. I got the Irish chops kicking when I don't shave. 
I turn whiter than a white Toyota. You know, I, 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 I glow, okay? I glow. Damn near translucent, than I, I feel sometimes. But I can walk through a bike road and go, hey, look, there's James. He's glowing. He's that white. Okay? In the summertime, however, I turn a reddish tan. Now, who do you know gets a reddish tan? If you're guessing Native Americans, ding, 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 you win a cookie. Because I am 25% plus Cherokee. All right? Let that sink in for a minute. Now, why do I bring this up? Because those are two great history lessons right there and those people alone. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean they're great? I mean, because, you know, uh, uh, they, they were never enslaved. They, they were never in chains. They were never forced out of their homes by, by, by white Europeans to sit there and bring to a new world and, and, and use for labor or sell to make money or, or, or use to, to like, like, like a stud out in the pasture to make more? <laughs> that was actually kind of funny. More? Move. No. And yeah, it happened. It's a tragedy. It's a shame. A very dark time in our country. A very dark time around the world, for those of you who don't know. It wasn't just here. It was everywhere. If you were considered the weaker because you didn't have the advanced weaponry or you didn't have you know, the advanced this or, or that and it gave someone else the upper hand... Well, guess what? Either you died if you were a guy and they took your women, or they took you, made you work for them, or put you on display like some piece of art. You know, it, this is this is what was done around the world: Spain, you know, uh, England, France. You know, hell, everyone wants to say that the Native Americans are savages because you know they. They'd scalp you. Do you know who taught the Native Americans how to scalp? How to take hair as a trophy? The French. Whoa, what was that? Sacre bleu. I don't see that. Yes, I did. The French, way back when, is who taught the Native American Indian how to take a nice, sharp, shiny thing. And just like you'd skin an animal, you can skin the top of a man's head, take his hair, whoop the hoo, woo, look what I got, boys! Trophy! The French did that. This is true history. Now back to my other point. Yeah, there horrible, horrible things happen to people all over the world, and like I said, it's History seems to want to recall just certain ones and leave out others. That's the way our history seems to work here in the United States. It doesn't matter if it's the truth or not. It's partial truth to some and complete truth in other areas. But it's not the whole story. They leave out They leave out a lot. They really do. They leave out a lot. I can walk down the street. I can walk into a business. I can walk into a Fortune 500 company. I can walk into a dealership. 
car dealership. No. And I will pass, you know, a variety of people of different nationalities. Massive variety. However, I wonder why I can walk down those same streets and see people of all different nations. They're all Americans to me, as far as I'm concerned, they're visiting, you know, if they're visitors, great, hey, welcome, you know. You know, I like it, but the one thing I never see when I walk down the street, I've paid attention, I've looked. I've gone through things, looked at who currently CEOs and whatnot of big major companies. Not one. Not one. Is run by anyone this bloodline has not been split off because of someone getting together with a different nationality. But, you know, what we call pure blood Indian, pure blood Native American. Not a one. Not a one. Now, you have some entrepreneurs out there that have started their own little companies and whatnot, and they're making a pretty good name for themselves, you know, but their companies are not often recognized like everyone else's is. Like Microsoft. Or GMC. Ford. Dodge. You know. Mercedes, BMW. Walmart. Target. You know. You know. Pick, a, pick one. You know, anyone. You know. You even go as far as, you know, tech companies, you know, Tiger Direct, which is still around. <laughs> I'm very shocked. AOL is still around, in case you didn't know. Um, they just don't send you those discs every day in the mail now. So now they run the majority, the mass majority of your internet news sites. Oh, well, yeah, that's why AOL's in the news, folks. That's what they do. They are most, they... About 80 to 90% of your online news sources are all housed by AOL. That's how AOL is tainted in this world. They're the quiet little newsmonger. Alright? You know, McDonald's, you know, Burger King, Wendy's, you know, not a single one of these is owned or operate, you know, or, or the company as a whole. A pure blood Native American, Apache, Blackfoot, Cherokee, you know, Sioux. Why is that? Oh, is it because that there are tribes that no longer exist due to this mass land grab that occurred way back when? That's right. You know, I can still see ancestors of every other nation out there. Except one. There are tribes. An entire line of people.
that no longer walk this earth because they were clapped in chains. They were used as target practice for fun. They were used as manual labor until they dropped dead. People want to sit and say Native Americans are cowards because they ran, they hid from the white man, the, the Europeans that was taking over the, 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 their land. Their land. And they didn't even call it their land. Not once did they call it their land. Now, they had little territories that they defended. They would call home certain areas, you know. But a lot of them just migrated. They followed the hunt. The buffalo or what have you. They, they followed the hunt. They followed the wild horses because that's how they got their steeds. They would migrate from place to place. If, you know, like a wild animal, yeah, if you got too close to home, they'd shoo you away. Or watch you, study, see, see if you're friendly or not, and maybe if you prove not to be a jerk off, invite you in. You know, maybe, maybe make you one of them. So you, you know, honorary member, so to speak, which does happen. You know, look at, even today it still happens. Look at Kevin Costner. Let's go back a few years. Kevin Costner did this movie called Dances with Wolves. I sat through two back-to-back showings of this movie. Because, granted, I am Cherokee, and the movie's about the Sioux Nation. But it's about Native American people that, you know, I feel extremely connected to, always have. I'm very proud of my Native American heritage. Very proud of it. And because he told a story, and used history to help tell that story, to show how these people were treated, what, how they were thought of by the majority, by the majority. You know, he saw them differently. You know, his character, he also did. The, he also wrote the movie, directed the movie, and starred in the movie kind of thing. His character saw people. And because he did not report back saying, oh yeah, these people are a mass threat and blah, 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 blah. His own people basically kind of disowned him. That's what it turned out, because, you know, Oh my God, he, uh, he went wild, you know, he, he fell in love with an Indian woman. He went wild because, you know, he befriended her father. He went wild because he became friends with that with, with these savages that were taught how to do things by white men. The French. Uh, <laughs> so, but because he told a story that was true to their heart, true to their soul, true to their nation, true to their bloodline, that the existing Sioux Nation, not just one tribe here, scared, you know, running a, 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 you know, doing little shows for people, you know, in Oklahoma or any other places where they do a lot of these, you know, Native American things where, the, you know, the nation is trying to make money by Letting you see some of the things that they were able to save, able to keep, 
you know, unlike a lot of the history, most of the history of Native Americans is lost. Each day an elder dies, that's more history that gets lost. Because we, we weren't allowed, they weren't allowed to keep history. They were not allowed to speak their own language. They weren't allowed to wear or to proudly display or play with things that they've made with their own hands. No. Like the song goes, they took the whole Indian nation and put us on this reservation. All those beads being made by hand are nowadays made in Japan. They took away our ways of life, the tomahawk and the bowie knife. They took away our native tongue and taught their English to our young. Alright. So there's one part of it. Oh, and uh, before. <laughs> uh, yes, before. Before, 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 before. You know, uh, the whole slavery thing really took off and took place. You know, way back then when people were starting to come over and everything else that you actually had free African Americans. Free black people that were allowed to wear a business suit, be in big business, have a business, because they, quote, unquote, did their time. They actually worked their asses off to gain their freedom, and they did. They were allowed to have it. Never hear about that in history, do you? Oh, as far as you know, everyone came over in loincloths or in nothing. And I was immediately caught to put in the fields. That's not how it happened. That is not how it went. At all. That's basically mainstreaming history, doing a short, short version where everyone gets the wrong idea of how things really went down. You know, um... There were always people throughout history that saw individuals as just that. Individuals, people, humans. Even way back when with old George Washington. He didn't say all white people. He didn't say all. He said all people. All people have God given rights. The right to the right to freedom, the right to live. You know, all people. All people. All people were created equal under God's eyes. It's, it's the whole thing. It, it, it's, it, it talks about God and how God, you know, divine intervention led, led them to this promised land and that, yeah, there's other people here. You know, another, an indigenous, you know, people. 
and other people came with them. Other people followed. But the whole point of it is that why the nation loved this general so much is, and he didn't even want the job, y'all, okay? Bear in mind, George Washington did not want to be a nation's leader. He didn't want that job. I'm a soldier, nothing more. No, leave leadership to leader, to leave leader, leave politics to politicians. He didn't want the job. But the people loved him so much that they can they finally were able to convince him to take the job and they put him in that office. He didn't want it. He didn't want that kind of responsibility. He, he's a soldier. He's exactly, like, I'm a soldier. I don't know anything about taking care of an entire nation. I'm just a warrior. A warrior who, who believes in the honor of other warriors. You fight with honor, you should either die or get to live with honor. Warrior's pride is what it used to be called. You never look at your enemy as someone littler or, or less than you. That's why I say never underestimate thy enemy. Because they just might be smarter than you. So as long as you treat and it used to be, as long as you treated your enemy with respect and honor, you would hope that if you lose, that if things go the wrong way, that they will do the same for you. And believe it or not, Native Americans, they weren't the savages that the history books try to tell you they were. A vast majority of the American Indian nation believed in warrior's pride. If you fought honorably, you either got to die honorably, or you were, you know, they're like, well, you know, you fought well, just give me all your stuff and get out of here, go live. You know, give me your skins, give me, you know, and be gone, get out of my sight. Because you fought honorably, you didn't fight dirty, you didn't, you know, you didn't sneak around behind our backs and attack our women and our children. No, you fought you fought me toe-to-toe, eye-to-eye, -to -eye, man to man. You're alright in my book. Just give me your just just you know give me your bow, give me your knife, and get out of my sight before I change my mind. You know, there were those that, you know, were pretty harsh about some things, but even those that they called one of the meanest tribes in the US. The Apache. The Apache still followed a code of honor to an extent. You know, it, the Apache befriended trappers and tra you know they they they, they welcomed them to exchange knowledge, like every other tribe did. Yeah, they might have been a little more picky about some and a little, you know, what are you doing here? And they might, you know, uh, tie you up for a little while to figure out what you are, if you're really there. To... But the primary point is, is they still made friends with these people that, you know, they meet an individual or a small group like a family and whatnot. And, you know, we're able to get a symbiotic relationship with them, trade with them. 
you know, uh, learn about their ways as they were eager and willing to learn about their ways. Exchange of information. Show how they made things and we show them and then, you know, these others would show them how they made things and what they ate and and they learned that even though after a while they did start because and that's the whole thing too is history American history tends to leave out the fact that the Apache Nation more than one occasion told them leave your leave your uh, blue skin or however they put it but it's like basically like some of your people can come some we will share some of what we've got you guys stay in your corner we'll stay in ours some do not bring your blue coats that's it you do not bring your blue coats here do not bring your people in, in vast majority because this is still our land this is still our home we are willing to share it with some but you are too many we will not share it with that many you are too many they had the foresight to know that if they allowed too many of them to come through that they were going to lose what they've had for generations what their father had what their grandfather had what their great great grandfather had and great and great and great lines and lines and lines of history they knew they knew possibly because at one point maybe they did the same thing you know that's how they got massive to the large territory or any of the you know tribes that massed the territory that they did I mean think about it I mean how do you get a lot of land I mean you've got to you move around and you hope there's nobody there and well, okay there you go just take your claim well, if there is somebody there you either induct them push them out or destroy them. You know, and not everyone is willing to be friendly on certain things, so they weren't always conjoined. They weren't always inducted into each other's ways. You know, conflict would arise. Apache chiefs, they knew this, this and the and when they started to see troops start to go through their land, they got worried. So hey, don't be doing this. You know, I've seen your troops come through here. They better be just be passing through. Now, for now, we see we're just passing through, but they better never stop. If they stop, we might have an issue. We will keep an eye on them. If they do one thing out of line, we will take it as an attack upon ourselves, and we will fight back. They told us. They warned. They, they warned the white man. They they warned the the U.S. cavalry. They warned the you know, political leaders that when they would listen, don't do this. We are being peaceful. We are accepting you as another living thing coexisting with us, but in moderation. 
you are too many and more will come few very few at one point there is even now this is just information passed down probably won't find it in any books because this is called part of what being part of a tribe being part of a nation is it was actually at one point that some of the nations like the Apache and the Sioux that they, that you know they, hey this uh we came across somebody, this, this man named uh, McNeil or, or Roberts or good man. If you must have someone live on our land, he and his family are allowed to live on our land with us. No one else. We like this family. We like this man. Good man. Good honor. He brought good honor to his family for the way he treated us like with us. You know, exchanged information, told us his life. We told us our life good family they stay rest go you won't find it in history books because you gotta be part of the nation you gotta be lucky enough to have someone at one point in time but somehow it's still able to keep the history that the people have kept Passed down generation, generation, by mouth, you know, word of mouth. But at one point, that's all they had for history. That's so you had to remember it and remember it well, as they would be told. Remember these, remember these days, remember them well. For they are brief. And they will be forgotten unless you tell our story. Do not let those before you, do not let your father and, and your father's father be forgotten. Tell our story. So history, so the belief system, the, what they believe, the hunts, the, the, the fights, the everything was passed down. Word of mouth. But it was still there. They weren't allowed to do that anymore. But anyway, so you had all this going on. And you had nations. Wheel and deal and accept. And hey, we'll do this. You got da da da. And the E floods and floods of people that were still coming to the new world, this, this, this wild west and, and everything else you can think of to name it. Because yeah, sure, no problem. You stay in your corner, we'll stay in ours, we'll cohabitate, we'll trade, we'll, you know, we'll learn from each other, we'll let each other be, we'll let, we'll let each other live. It wasn't the Apache that broke their word. Because see, that's the other thing too, is to a Native American, you know, it, 
it's kind of like being almost like in feudal Japan or, or that lone anti-hero or heroic gunfighter from the you, you, you pick a place here all through history you know, people say it, you say it all the time I still do because I believe in it a man is nothing more than his word basically you know it means that you know if you're an honest man and you speak the truth and you you know, you, you treat with respect and honor, then that is what you are worth. You are worth the truth. You are worth being treated with honor. You are worth more than someone with two thumbs, as they say. And it doesn't mean clumsy. It means they're, it literally means they're, you're shaking, you're shaking their hands with one while the other hand is picking their pocket. Uh, that's a very rough translation, but that's basically what it is. So, it wasn't the Apache who broke the treaty. It wasn't the Sioux who broke the treaty. It wasn't the Blackfoot who broke the treaty. It wasn't any of the nations that broke the treaty. Not a single one. Your word is honor. Your word is who you are. Are you trustworthy or not trustworthy? Who and what are you? There was a nation that was growing too big for its shorts, too big for the areas that, you know, that they said, that they promised they would stay in. And so, hey, we got too many people now. We can't keep people in these areas. So you know what? Who are these, you know, non-pant-wearing individuals walk around without a shirt all day long and they make their clothes out of animal hides and not, not cotton like we do? And they say they're like children. That's really what they call them. They're like children. We show them a lighter, they ooh and ah, because they never seen anything like it before. We show them a pistol. We show them black powder. They ooh and ah, because they never seen it. They're a child. They're a child learning things for the very first time. And what do you do with a child? <clears throat> you got to monitor a child. You got to make a child do things that even if they don't want to do it because it's for their own good. You got to protect the child. Sometimes you have to punish the child to make sure that the child understands what they're doing is not right. And what these children are doing is not right for us. Let me repeat that. What these, you know, ignorant children, you know, these indigenous people of this land... We have to let them know that what they're doing is not right for us. We're a growing people. They've had their history. They've had their time. They can't stand up against us. We've got rifles, muskets, revolvers, pistols. What do they got? They got sticks and rocks. They're a child. 
we're going to make them do what we want them to do. We have to spread out. That way, our people can live. If that means that their people don't, well, they should have listened to us and just, hey, you know, here, here's an even smaller piece of land. Be lucky we're giving you that while we take over everything else. Entire nations gone because of this push to colonize the entire nation. An entire nation, entire tribes gone. Footnotes in history. Some of them were just called American savages because they didn't deserve to have a tribe name in certain history books of American history. So it was just, you know, we, 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 we had to, uh, we had to remove the savages that had the land so that we could have it. They didn't give them names. They didn't call them Cherokee. They didn't call them Sioux. They didn't call them Apache. They didn't call them Crow. They didn't call them Blackfoot. You know, they didn't call them Mohicans. You know, They just said there were these savage people there. They didn't want to move, so we moved them into the ground. Or left their bodies there to rot as a warning sign to the others. These were the tactics we used. That the America then used. And guess what? That was all Americans that was here at the time. All Except for a chosen few who actually befriended and, you know, liked and felt and fought with. That's the whole thing is some even fought with the tribes. But you'll never hear about that in American history. You know, they they create this great hero, uh, Colonel Custard. He was this great American hero you know, who, who was savagely murdered by these people with just their sticks and their rocks while they had guns. What they don't know is that for a while there there's a reason why you see a lot of times where you see Colonel Custard wearing a Native American style jacket, so to speak. And it's not because he killed and took it off of something. It's because he got to know some of the people. He got to know some of the tribes. They welcomed him. He got to sit and have talks with them. And he's the one that basically went out and created peace with which I say, hey, you know, they're, they're cool with us. You know, I told them we're cool with them. You know, they asked, you know, what are we doing? Oh, we're just kind of checking the place out. You know, we'll leave you alone. You know, don't worry. You know, you might see us from time to time. We may wave high. We may not. But, you know, we're, we're neighbors. And he honestly felt that way. So as, as he goes back to reports, he goes, oh, well, we want you to keep doing this. 
wants to let us know what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. So, okay, yeah, fine. No problem. I, I like talking with these people. And it's always the same thing. Hey, you know, we're neighbors. They're cool with us. As long as we stay cool with them, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Until the day came where the blue coats decided that, you know what? We want to put something over here and they're in our way. You know, because I said, hey, man, that's, that's not good. We told them we'd leave them alone. I told them. I told them. I gave them my word that we would leave them alone and let them live. And we did let them. And, and now, now we need them to move on and live someplace else. Bad idea. You know, Carlos is like, that's a bad idea. Man. We, we don't want to do that. How about we uh, give you a promotion? But yeah, we'll give you a promotion, give you more money. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, you're asking me to take on a lot. It's like, well, you'll just take this promotion and think about it. Oh, crap. You're, uh, you're, the, the guy that was, uh, the next rank above you died. Guess what? You get to have his rank now. And if these people don't move, you know, we want you to tell them, hey, if they don't move, we're going to have to force them to. We will, we will, if we have to, if they want to declare war on us, we'll declare war on them. Like, that's how your, that's how your leader died. You know, he tried to get to, and tried to push at these people and they pushed back. Oh my God, they pushed back. You're trying to force somebody off of their home, out of their home, off of their land. Who wouldn't fight back? Cause like, well, all right, you know, just, so what did Custer do? He actually went to them. He went to the chief. He said, Chief, man, I know I gave you my word. I gave my word as a man. But my chiefs are saying that they are going to remove you if you do not move. And the chief basically told Custard, you know, brave man, honest man, good man to come here and say this. But if you come with your chiefs and your other, your fellow soldiers, your fellow warriors, your other blue coats, on that day we will cease to be friends and we will be enemies on the battlefield. Custard objected to that we don't want to do this. We will lose this fight if we try to do this. And they all laughed at him. So, you know, you're only at that rank because we basically gave it to you. You're, you're at that rank because of the field, but you got the, you know, you're not really, you know, so don't be telling us, you know, that we're going to lose this. What strategies do you know? You're not, you're not really a leader. We just kind of gave it to you so that way we could use you to get to them, that's the, that's the truth to it. But because, you know, there's nobody else that's willing to take the rank that you've got, there's no one else above to give it to, because, you know, we're not going to give up our rank and demote ourselves. Well, now you get to have the rank for real, and the pay for real, and, but, it's, you're not really that to us, you just, you're still a nobody that we kind of use to, to, to figure out how these people work and operate now that we know. And you think, don't think we can win a battle with these people? 
You're a joke, cousin. You're a joke. So, they sent Custard and his men and, you know, a couple of units out. And we know how that turned out. They lost. Just like he said they would. Before the Chinaman was used to help do the railroad. You know who they used to use as the game of, uh, hey, can you, can you beat the fuse? Irish. See, Irish have always been like the redhead stepchild. Even, even the England, even to, you know, always been because, you know, oh, again, they're just a bunch of stupid people wearing, wearing, wearing dresses and skirts and, you know, them and, the, and these other people, the, the, these, these, these Scots or whatever. We can't tell the difference between the two, to be honest. They both sound the same to us. But they all wear, they're, they're men that wear dresses. I mean, come on, how, how serious are you, you know? So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take these folks that, you know, hey, you know, I'll work and help you do this, you know, just, you know, I want to get out of here. I want to get away from, you know, the, just like you guys did in the past. We, we want to get away from this uh, uh, king and queen crap because... They've always treated us Irish poorly. You know, we've always had to fight against them. Just, the Scots have always had to fight against them. We, we don't, you know, we want to come to this free land, land of opportunity. We'll, we'll do some stuff for you. You know, uh, we'll work for you. Just bring us over. We'll, we'll work, pay off our debt. And, you know, and th- we can be free people, just like you did way back when on the Mayflower, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. Irish ended up getting a reputation. They don't tell you the entire reputation, but it's like, Oh man, all these guys do they is is they drink and they fight. And they fight amongst themselves. And then they do the first thing. Then they sing their weird songs together and raise glasses together after the fight. All they do is drink and fight, fight and drink. They're, they're like wild animals over they just you know. And then they talk to each other like, like it never happened. These people are strange. Well, you know what? Because they're weird and different, they don't talk like us, they talk with this funny little accent they got there, you know. And, you know, they have these weird customs to where, you know, uh, they do this thing to where they fight each other with, with bare fists. I mean, th- these guys are like bloodying each other up. Bare knuckle fighters or boxers is what they're calling themselves, though. Yeah, anyway, we got boxing and all that, but it's nothing like what these guys do. I mean, they're, they're, they're punching, they're, they're, they're doing all kinds of weird things, like, if, if, if MMA or if the WWF, oh, I'm sorry, not the Wildlife Federation who stole their name from the World Wrestling Federation, but WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment now, because of some foundation that barely does a damn thing. I mean, they, they say they do, and they've done some good. Granted, they have, they have. But not enough good where they, I think, where they deserve to steal the name that, you know, somebody else, and not even the name. They just wanted the initials. Well, we're the Wildlife Federation. We've been around for a while. Well, we're a wrestling federation. We've been around longer than you have. You're a new organization. We'll see about that. And they won. 
because cute cuddly animals win over big hairy dudes any day. Sorry. <laughs> I like the wrestling, I do, but let's face it. Look at this cute little panda bear. Now look at this uh, six foot, you know, hairy bellied, you know, guy. Just because he can slam dunk or pick somebody up or brutalize them uh, in this little square boxer ring that they bounce around in like ballerinas, you know, uh, why should they get to have WWF? Why can't we? I mean, look at this panda. Look at him. so cute. Look at the little panda bear. You and I have to change your name to WWF. I don't give a bleep because they're now the WWF, the wild, the the the, the world, the wildlife you know, federation. Uh, uh, that's how that occurred. But anyway, you know, it's it's uh, it'd be like. The Irish became expendable because it was funny to hear them get in trouble, get in danger. You know, oh, they lit the fuse! Oh, they're, they're, they're laughing at them because they sound funny. Oh, that Irishman didn't make it. Oh man, the tunnel already—we the diamond already went off, and we made the. Oh man, that poor guy who do, who drilled those holes for us and put that dynamite in those holes and. You know, smoking a cigar the entire time doing it and we just blew him up because we could just to him go oh what the that funny accent man it kills me every time just to hear right before they blow up man what the things that they say that, that's me dying rolling man you hear that guy Woo-hoo! hey look there's th- oh that was this guy over here sound funny he looks funnier at least this other guy here he's got like red hair or blonde hair like we do and you know, he's got the same you know, skin tone we do, but look at this fellow over here. He's wearing a frisbee for a hat. Oh, come on now. We got, you know, they had their time in the hole. And then it, somehow all this gets forgotten. I come from a history where even their own people, not, but, you know, own Europeans, you know, the king, uh, queen, had their... Issues. Oh, it's the Irish. Oh, God, what do they want this time? Why can't it be somebody important like Wales? You know, I mean, and Wales, they weren't very fond of it because it was a little place that was run by the these, these you know, these Irishmen that moved north, as they would say. You know, these Scots, the Wales, you know, they, they speak this weird form of Scottish and English, and it's, you know, but hey, you know, they're closer to us than the actual Scots are, so, you know, the, the people from Wales, yeah, they're weird because they're still, they're still the Irish who moved up north. Don't you mean the Scottish, sir? Don't correct me, I said they're Irish who moved north. They still wear the funny little skirts and everything else, they're just a weird people, but you know what? At least they're closer to us, they, can't, they, they, they at least obey us, they don't try to go, but why should we do that? We've been doing it this way for a hundred years, you know, Oh well. So what? But yet, people from who were brought here against their will, that only happened to one type of nationality. Just one. Bullshit. You're all the ones keeping prejudice alive. You're all the ones keeping hate alive. Nobody else. Nobody else. You've got a black lady that's like a mayor or, or, you know, 
and some office of authority on record stating she's stating that things like the Wittenhouse trial and things like that just shows how how the system is built on prejudice how the system is built uh, to to be against the black people the black you know black you know, blah, blah, you know so you know it's it, it's you know it's all racism. It's all racism. It's all racism. Everybody that was shot in the Rittenhouse case was white. What? Wait, what? Yep, that's right. White. White on white crime. Yet, it was a hate crime. A racist crime. Because a pedophile attacked a kid. And he protected himself. Someone else pulled out a pistol and pointed it at the kid and he protected himself. But it's racist! Our own elected officials in the White House. Oh, we're ashamed of this verdict. We're ashamed. What has the court systems come to? It just shows that the courts and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. We're ashamed. We're ashamed that this 16, 17-year-old kid, white kid, we can't hang in public square in front of everybody to use like a pinata because he defended himself and the evidence showed it. Oh, we're ashamed, we're ashamed all about all this racist crap. That just, oh, 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 those poor white people he shot. We're going to pretend that they're black, we're going to paint them up, but you know, hey world doesn't need to know that. They're just going to listen to us and go, yeah, okay, no, okay, no, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. It was like that. Oh, gosh. You know, and what's even more messed up is people have been prejudicing against me. And not because of my skin color either, but because of where I'm from. In case y'all couldn't tell, and I get all excited, my accent comes out. I'm from the South. When I moved out, when I moved, when I got out of the South, you know, and, you know, military, moving around, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, first things they ever said to me, and like D.C. of all places, Washington, D.C., Virginia, Maryland, you know, Carolina boy, big city. Oh, you're from the South? So, that means like your, your, your mom is like, is really like your, your aunt and, and, and your dad is like really an uncle and and, uh, and, 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 you know, you're just ignorant, you don't know nothing, and, and you are, you, 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 praise, you, you, you must hate white, you must hate, 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 hate black people, what did y'all call them down there? I actually, we get berated like that, get attacked verbally like that, as a child, a child myself. Get a little older, you know, everybody, what do you call them people like that? You know, you must really hate the people. I call them people. What do y'all call them? You all think about that word? It sounds like Nigeria, aren't you? 
No, 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 no. That doesn't. Well, first of all, you know, look it up in Webster's Dictionary, and you'll find that that word that you're trying to say that I used to describe a certain race, the actual definition of that word, before having to edit it because of idiots like you, it's now like the second definition of the word, third definition, you know, as it continues to get edited and edited and edited. The original definition of that word that you want me to say, and I ain't going to say it because uh, that, that way you can just laugh at me and call me a racist. All it means is an ignorant individual, someone who is incapable of taking care of themselves. That's the definition of that word you want me to use. Nope. Sorry, Charlie, ain't going to do it. Let me tell you something. And I just. I laid out. I'd tell about the whole Native American issues and how everything's what happened with them, and show them up at schoolwork in general, and look at them with a smile and go, "Now, who's ignorant? And who's stupid? Look at you! You just got a D on that test. Look at me! I got an A plus on a history test. <laughs> and I'm the stupid Southern boy." I'm the ignorant, racist mother, whatever. Oh, oh, see this person over here? Look at this, yeah. You see this? Yeah, you see this chick over here? Yeah, 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 the black chick with, with the with the curls? Yeah, yeah. That's my girlfriend. You see that guy over there? Yeah, the big dude who plays on our football team? DeMont? <laughs> That's my best friend. His buddy Lamont, we're friends too, we hang out. I'm not making these names up. I swear to God, one of my best friends growing up in high school, his name was DeMont Story. I always told people they gave him the last name Story because he was a high school version of Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. Imagine this big black kid looking like Schwarzenegger when he was Mr. Olympic. That's basically what DeMont reminded me of. Just this big, just, who I will, if I fart, I will blow you away. You know, he was just, but he had, he was such a cool dude. He really was. Um... Lamont and I, we, we didn't get along at first, and all of a sudden we both realized, like, wait a minute, we're, we're doing this because other people are saying, man, come here, you want, hey, you want to go hang out? You want to do because people wanted to see the whole thing, oh, fight, 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 fight between it and a white. You know, it would, and Lamont and I, you know, both had, you know, we like get pissy and whatnot, wouldn't talk to, but once once we finally spoke, you know, intelligently and intellectually to each other, like, all right, look, you know, I, I'm hearing, the reason why I, because I've been hearing this and I've been hearing, and he's, I've been hearing, did you, why did you say that? Why did you say that? What? I never said that. No, I didn't say that either. You know, I used to, I, I used to tell people, I thought you look like a pretty cool guy. You know, I didn't understand the way you dress, but you know, you're always pretty cool, you know. You never gave anybody any problems, man. You know, that was okay with me. All of a sudden, I hear you talking all this smack about me. Yeah, I know. It's probably my hat and my boots. I was a cowboy Italian mobster is basically the way I dressed in school. Black cowboy hat. Long black trench coat. Cowboy boots on. Three-piece suit underneath. It's like, wake up your mind, son. Are you an Italian mobster or are you a cowboy? Um, both. <laughs> I like to look sharp. I really, I, I felt good when I dressed up. It made me feel like somebody. 
Because my childhood was not the world's greatest, y'all. But anyway... <clears throat> Everyone wants to keep on saying that white man is what's keeping prejudice alive. White man is doing the white. It's not the white man that's doing all this. When you have African American elected officials going on record saying that you know things need to be forgiven for everybody. Hey, you know, let's give all these illegal people coming across the border. Let's give them a quarter of a million dollars. No, a quarter million, no, that's too little. That's too little. Let's give them almost half. Per kid. $450,000 per kid. Because they suffered trying to get into this country. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have veterans like myself who's lived on the street, homeless for five goddamn years. Couldn't get a lick of assistance. Not one. From our government. I had to go to an independent type place. That helped veterans. To get help to get. And work my ass off to get off the street. Meanwhile. You got these people going through the grocery stores. Using food stamps and things like that. And you watch them on a new. $3,000 phone. Getting to a $100,000 car. Because they're getting more benefits than I did. And I fought for this country. You tell me where the justice is. Reverse racism is real. I'm a victim of it. A lot of people are. Wake up. Racism is alive and well because individuals like these idiots out there that keep preaching like Biden... Fucking Obama and Michelle Obama. Economic terrorists that they were. You know. It's the one thing I can honestly say about W. Bush. He never did. He never did the whole white oppression thing. He, he never did. He's still a fucked up president. But at least he didn't do that. So... Stop it, people. Just stop. Stop the hate. Hate gets us nowhere. It's a nation in ruins. This is exactly where we're heading right now. That's all I got.